Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what He has done. I'm Tiffany Lyons, and I'll be your host. Today, we'll be looking at this idea of prize don't trust. The Kellers unpack Proverbs 10, 15. Here's what it says. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city, but poverty is the ruin of the poor. Today, we came across something fascinating that the Kellers pointed out. And what they pointed out is that half of the time that wealth is talked about in Proverbs, we are told to prize it. And the other half of the time, we are told not to trust it. Why do you think that is? Could it be that it's because God knows that we have a difficult time when it comes to our relationship with money? We can so easily start to view money as that thing that brings us security. We can begin to build our lives on the security that comes from wealth. And the problem with this is that wealth isn't actually strong enough to hold us. You know, wealth isn't stable. If it crumbles and we've put our trust in it, when our wealth crumbles, we crumble. If it grows and we've put our trust in it, then when it grows, our pride grows with it. If we put our trust in wealth, we're only as strong as the wealth that we have. You know, the other thing is that let's say that our wealth is secure. Let's just say that it never disappoints us. It's always exactly how we want it. Is it strong enough then? Well, even if all things go great when it comes to wealth, if we put our trust in wealth, it still won't be able to hold us because it was never designed for that. How many times have we seen people who have more wealth than we could have ever imagined express that there's still something missing? Still saying, is this it? I mean, there's got to be more to life. This can't be it. And when we think about this idea of wealth being the security that we look to, being the thing that is going to save us, being the thing that is going to create a stable and satisfying life, then we're going to be disappointed. And not because wealth is bad. I mean, there's so many people in the Bible who were incredible men and women of God who were very, very wealthy. Wealth is not bad, but it's how we view wealth that actually makes the difference. Another way to put this is that wealth is a great gift, but is a horrible God. You know, I started to think about the story in the Old Testament when the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt, and God was on this mission to save his people. He had sent Moses, and he was displaying his glory and his majesty and his strength as he sent the 10 plagues to prove to Pharaoh that he really was the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He was the only God, and he was stronger than any 
thing in this world. And as he was displaying his incredible power, as he was displaying his incredible rescue plan in action, one of the things that he does is he tells the children of Israel to go to the Egyptians and to ask them for their gold jewelry and ask them for their wealth. And he says, I will give you favor with the Egyptians. They are going to give you the gold and silver and all of this so that as you leave, you will not leave empty handed, but instead you're going to leave with all of this gold, all of this jewelry. It's going to be awesome. And so it happens exactly as God said it would. And they get all of the Egyptians' wealth and all of the Egyptians' gold and all of this stuff. And so they end up going into the wilderness on the way to the promised land. God rescues his people. It's an incredible story. And then as they are in the wilderness, as they are looking to their leader, Pharaoh, they start to get impatient. They start to wonder, where, what is going on? Everything's taking longer than I thought it would. I thought we'd be in the promised land by now. And at this point in the story, Moses had gone up to the mountain to be with God. And they were at the bottom of the mountain and began to think, I don't know if Moses is coming back. I don't know that we can really put our trust in the God who just rescued us because we don't see him right now in this moment. All we see is that we're a little scared because we're here and Moses is not here and God does not seem to be here. We've got to put our trust in something else. And so they decide to take all of these great gifts that God had given them, the gold, the jewelry, and they melted it into a golden calf. They melted it into an idol so that they could worship this idol and what the Israelites did sounds so ridiculous that they would take gold and they would create a God that they would then worship. But it's not so crazy when we think about how we think about money. The truth is money is a great gift, but money is a horrible God. It was never designed to be worshiped. It was never designed to hold our trust and our hope. God is the only one that deserves our worship. God is the only one who can hold our hope. And when we accidentally, or maybe even on purpose, decide to take our eyes off of God, take our hope off of God, take our trust off of God, and put it onto money, then what we are doing is the exact same thing that the Israelite people did, saying, God, I actually think that I could trust this instead. This might be the thing that could create the life that I want. If I trust this, then my life will turn out the way I want it to. I don't think that I can actually trust you. And I believe what God wants us to do today is to be reminded that if we are serving and trusting and worshiping money, it's not going to be able to take care of us. It's not going to be able to carry the weight of our trust. It was never designed to. Because we put 
the label God on what God created as a gift. And so today, as you and I navigate how we view money, as we navigate our relationship with money, as we try to define our relationship with money, let's be bold enough to ask God, God, have we started to view money more as a God than a gift? And if so, would you please forgive us? We recognize you're the only true God. You're the God who can rescue us. You're the God who loves us. And you're the God who is strong enough to carry our trust. And so just like the Kellers talk about, money is a thing that we should prize but not trust. We should enjoy the good gift but not enjoy it as a God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you make it so clear what our relationship with money should be. And Lord, if maybe we've accidentally slipped into worshiping money instead of you, would you show us? If we've began to trust in money instead of you, would you show us? Lord, would you allow us to enjoy this good gift without worshiping it? Would you allow us to enjoy this good gift without putting our trust in the gift? But Lord, allow us to reshape how we think about this and that we would put our trust in the gift giver, which is you. You love us. You want to take care of us. You have a great plan and a purpose for us. And so Lord, forgive us for not putting our trust in you. And today, let us declare one more time that we will worship you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.